belongs to him. That victory belongs to him. He gives us that victory. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that victory. That you can take that, Lord, and turn it for good, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making a way, Lord, where there seems to be no way, Lord. It says, Lord, I'm not backing down from any giants, Lord. I know how this story ends. Because, Lord, time and time again, Lord, I know for a fact, Lord, that you come through. So, Heavenly Father, come through in our moment of need, Lord. As we come into this place, Lord, seeking more and more of you, Lord, in our time of worship, Heavenly Father. As we lift our voice, Lord, and continue just to be in awe, Lord, of who you are. It's who you are. You are here, warming in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. Cause you are here. You're working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You.
Come on, church. In those moments of our need, this is when he goes to work. Come on. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Don't forget that. Never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Come on. It's when he goes to work. When we get out of the way. completely out of the way, Lord, and allow you to do your work. Come on. Come on, we'll sing this together. Even when I don't see it, you work. Even when I, come on. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. Come on. You never stop. You never stop. Or even when, even when I don't see it, you work. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never come on. That's right. Sing it from the depth of your heart because we believe it. Even when, even when, even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never 
Heavenly Father, we're here this morning, Lord, to celebrate the fact that you are our way maker, Lord, our miracle worker, God. You've kept every promise, Lord, and you are constantly at work, Lord. For that, we give you all the glory, Lord, all the honor, all the praise, God, because to you belongs all praise. And Heavenly Father, I know there's people both in this building and watching online who Lord, life's been putting them through the ringer, Lord. And so to today, we speak the name of Jesus over every circumstance, over loss, over sickness, over disease, over pain, God. Whether it's physical or spiritual or emotional, God, we speak Jesus in this place, Lord, and trust that you are constantly working on us, on our lives, and on others. It's in your precious and holy name, God, that we pray and that we remember just how great you are. And all God's people said, amen. Church, man, why don't we in the same spirit of worship continue, or why don't we turn and greet one another this morning? Well, good morning, New Beginnings Church. How we doing this morning? Doing good, man. Well, hey, church, before we get started with anything else, we got a couple of announcements for you guys real quick. My name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. My name is AJ Kelly. I'm one of your worship leaders as well as your young adults minister here. And we just got a couple of quick announcements we want to go through this morning. First of all, graduation Sunday is coming up. Do we have any grads in this room, any upcoming grads? Not in this service? Well, maybe some of us, uh, we have siblings, we have cousins, we have family that are graduating from high school, maybe with an associate's degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree. If you're working on a doctorate, you're probably at home studying still right now. Uh, but <laughs> we, have, we have lots of family here at New Beginnings Church that is working hard academically, and we want to honor all the hard work that they've been putting in. We know, especially since the pandemic, school has not been easy. And so Monday 21st, Monday, or Sunday, May 21st, sorry. Sunday, May 21st, we're going to be having graduation Sunday here at New Beginnings Church, and we want to honor all of our grads. AJ, tell us about how do we sign up for that? Most definitely. So to be recognized, if you, if you want to be a part of that graduation Sunday, all you got to do right now is you can sign up on our app, the NBC ABQ app from the... Uh, Apple Store, or the Google Store, whatever kind of phone you have. Download our app if you don't already have it, and then there's a place in there you can sign up. Or you can just call our main offices throughout the week from 8 to 5, and you just tell them, I'd like to sign up for graduation Sunday, and they'll take care of you just like that. 
Absolutely. So again, that's going to be Sunday, May 21st. So save that date for graduation Sunday. And family, if you have any younger, uh, you know, siblings, cousins, whatever, sons, daughters who are graduating, don't forget to bring your camera and get some pictures of them that day. Definitely. And one of the ministries that all of you guys know who have sprouted here from New Beginnings is God's Warehouse. Well, this coming Friday here at New Beginnings Church, they are doing a fundraiser and they are putting on a concert, a full-blown concert here at New Beginnings Church. And it's going to start at 6 p.m. And it's going to be awesome. They're going to have so many things, so many great artists who are glorifying God to bring their music, their worship that glorifies God to you guys. And they just want to, it's a fundraiser. Um, so they're going to have all kinds of things planned, uh, things that they're selling. And it's going to be an awesome time. So bring your family, bring your friends, bring your kids. It's going to be a great time. Absolutely. You know, God, God's Warehouse is on the front lines of ministry here on the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so this fundraiser is going to be a fantastic way to support them. So again, please save that date. That's going to be this coming Friday. And also church. Um, youth camp is coming up real quick. We leave Monday, May 29th, and we are so excited for it. And if you have any of your kids going to camp this year, today after second service, we are doing a parent meeting for all of those who are sending their children to camp. We just want to go over the expectations. We have a couple of forms for you guys to fill out. And we want you to get to know the counselors and get to know us and figure out, hey, who are you sending your kids away with for, for an entire week, you know? Uh, and so join us in the youth sanctuary after second service for that parent, uh, for that parent meeting for camp. Absolutely. Uh, church, there's so many things uh, that are going on, especially now that summer is in bloom. We're not quite yet, but the summer season is coming. We're going to do so much more outreaches. So keep an eye out uh, on our website for all of our monthly events on what's going on. And everything that we do here, church, wouldn't be possible without your good stewardship and without your giving and your tithing. So we want to say thank you on behalf of the leadership here and on behalf of all of you guys. Thank you for continuing to do that. Uh, if you would like to do that, if you'd like to give today, there's a few ways you can do that. David, how can we do that? Oh, absolutely. There's so many ways to do it. For one, we've got these tithe boxes located in all four corners of the sanctuary at each exit. We have little envelopes right out these doors in the mall. Uh, where you can, you know, put your money in there, write your name and all that stuff and toss it in the envelope. We've also got on, on the screen behind me, we've got text to give. We've got our website, nbcabq.com forward slash give. We've got our app, the NBCABQ app, and all of these online ways to, of giving are fast, they're safe, and they're secure. And so we'd highly encourage you to, you know, choose whichever route makes most sense for you. And church, we just want to say once again, thank you so much because if it's your giving and your support that allows us to not only keep the lights on in here, but the light of Jesus Christ out on the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So thank you, church. Yes, absolutely. Before we get started, is anyone visiting our church for the very first time today? We just want to recognize you. Thank you. Welcome, absolutely. welcome, sister. Heck yeah. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. And if you're joining with us online as well for the first time, thank you for tuning in. And without a further ado, let's welcome Pastor Richard to the pulpit. Yeah. God, it is so good to just celebrate his goodness and his mercy. It is so good to just be able to experience his power. Uh, man, I just love the worship and uh, the song selection today was, for me anyway, outstanding. I hope it was for you. 
I first want to start off by saying thank you for all your condolences, especially for my wife. Her only sister uh, passed away, so she's the only remaining living uh, member of her family. So it's been kind of a weird adjustment for her, and some of you know how already that feels. But uh, continue to pray for her. She's carrying a big load on planning the funeral and making all the arrangements. So we greatly appreciate all your love and care that you've shown us. I want to say uh, right before we start, I, I really try not to be political from the pulpit, okay? Um, we have a table out there with some referendums. A referendum is when the House of Representatives of the state of New Mexico or our state senators pass a law and then the governor signs it. That is a very outrageous law and we could still recall that. And some of those laws that recently passed are the Reproductive and Gender Affirming Health Care Act. It's HB7. That literally means that, like if your kid goes to the school nurse and says, I'm not feeling good, can I have a Tylenol? They say, no, we have to call your mom or your dad and get their approval to give you any kind of Tylenol, aspirin, or anything. But if your son or daughter goes, I'm pregnant, or I got a girl pregnant, I want to go get her an abortion, your school nurse could take her to the abortion clinic and have an abortion without your knowledge, without your consent, without your even notification. If your child says, I'm very confused about my gender and I want to have a sex change operation, your school nurse can take them to begin the process without you being notified as a mom or a dad or without you being just involved. I really believe that is wrong. Parents are in charge of their children, not the schools and not the government. So I would encourage you, if you're a registered voter, I hope that you'll sign these referendums. One is on the school-based health care, and it does some of the things I'm talking about. Some is on the voting right protection because they're wanting to allow voting, uh, you register to vote the day of, and they're, they've been registering a lot of dead people to vote, and they just get their birth, date of birth and on and on, and it's ridiculous. So we're trying to get some election change in our nation and in our state. And, uh, and last is, is uh, it's the uh, health protective health provider uh, that there's just some things taking place now in the health care or the lack of in our state that really needs to be addressed. And I really hope and pray that you would consider signing some of those referendums. My name? My name is Pastor Richard Mansfield. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much.
I'm doing this series called The Power of Mercy. And uh, we've been talking about God's mercy and how God manifests his mercy, how he shows it, how he really shows it to us, but also through us. And I want to talk about integrity because the merciful are supposed to live with integrity. We're supposed to be a people of integrity. If you remember the movie, The Titanic, because very few of us remember the Titanic because we weren't around back then. But when the Titanic was built, it was billed as the unsinkable ship, a ship that would never sink. And because of their arrogance and because of their pride, they didn't even put enough uh, of the lifeboats on there. They didn't put enough life jackets on there. They didn't put a lot of things on there believing that they would be the people that would show the world because of their integrity how amazing shipbuilders they were. They launched the ship, and I think you know the rest of the story. It hit an iceberg and it sank. And many, many perished because they didn't have enough lifeboats, and even the lifeboats that they launched out very few people were on it. And when I remember reading about it and then seeing it on film, I was thinking how incredible it is to really be able to see these destructive patterns that manifest in people's life because of arrogance and pride. And sometimes we set integrity apart. And integrity is the quality or state of being complete or undivided or completely incorruptible. So it's saying, in other words, you can't penetrate it with falseness. You're going to be true all the way through. And integrity really matters a lot because... Number one, we have to understand it really pleases God. God is pleased. It says, by faith, we please God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when we don't have faith, you're just basically saying you're a fake because you don't even believe in the God that you're saying you're worshiping and you're just going through the motions and you're faking it. And it's really important that we really worship God. We show God who we are. We show God our heart. We show God our intent. We show God exactly what we're about and who we are. And we really communicate it in a way that brings glory to him. And so God wants us to please him with our integrity. He wants us to please him with our life. In the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20, it says, The Lord detests people with crooked hearts. He delights in those with integrity. God delights in those with integrity. He delights. He goes, yeah, that's my boy. That's my girl. It's like when you look at your kids or your grandkids or your nephews or your nieces and they achieve something great and you just look out and you go, wow, man, that's my, that's my brother's kid. That's my daughter's son. That's my son's daughter. That's my, that's my, you have this pride about you because they're accomplishing something that 
they worked hard at, but they stayed true to, and they did it with integrity. They didn't cheat. They didn't take shortcuts. They paid the price, and they worked it all the way through. And you celebrate with them, and you go, yeah. Well, God does that with us when we live true lives, when we live real lives, when we live it out for real, and we really show it for real, and we prove to him who we are and how we are. And we minister in a way that we exalt his name and and we glorify his name by the way that we stand for truth and for justice and for the broken and the hurting. And we minister. That's why we do things like God's Warehouse, our homeless ministry on Central, because we want to make a difference. We're not just going to voice it. We're going to put it into action. That's why we, we support and have ministries that we partner with, like under his construction, that are bringing new life to men and women off of addiction and bringing life back to families because we believe in the integrity of those ministries. Frontline resurrection ministry, transitional for women coming out of prison or off the streets and learning how to be able to function again because they've been abused by life and abused by people. And here, it's integrity, and God is pleased with that. He looks down and he says, yes, keep up the good work. Keep doing it. Keep showing it. Keep living it. He wants us to do that. He wants us to show that. He wants us to live it out. It not only pleases God, but when we live with integrity, it influences others. We impact others. Look, in life, you're either going to impress a lot of people or you're going to impact a lot of people. I'll never forget the story of Jesus, the very first miracle. It's in Cana, the city of Cana. And he turned water into wine. And they used to start off with really good wine, and at the end of the party, they would bring out the ripple. So they'd start out with really good wine and then Boone's Farm and Ripple and all the cheap stuff at the end, okay? I don't even think they make Ripple. I don't drink anymore, but back in the old days, you could get a bottle of Ripple or a bottle of Boone's Farm for 99 cents, man. And then we had to hustle to get 99 cents, you know? But, but at this party, Jesus, they ran out of wine. And his mother says, son, they ran out of wine. He goes, what's that to do with me? He goes, son, they ran out of wine. I'll just leave it there. And she walks away. Because she let the Holy Spirit mess with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit said, it's time to step up. It's his first public act in ministry. And he, so she tells the governor, which is the host, in other words, the, the guy that's hosting the party for the couple. He goes, do whatever he tells you. So he turns water into wine, and, 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 and the host is really impressed. And he says, wow, this is pretty heavy. Wow. Most people serve the good stuff at the beginning. You guys are saving the best for the last. And see, that'll preach. We're going home someday. He's saving the best for the last, right? But we go home to Jesus. But hear me. The host was really impressed. 
said, this is good stuff. The disciples looked at that and said, wow, truly you're the son of God. You see, they weren't impressed. They were impacted. They were impacted by the presence of God. They were impacted by the power of God. They were impacted by the faith that he had, and he taught them. He needs, we need to understand that we, just like Jesus, influences people around us. You either influence them for heaven or hell. You either influence them to lie or to tell the truth. You either influence them to be men and women of integrity or women, men and women that just lie through their teeth to get whatever they want. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 7, it says, the godly walk with integrity and blessed are their children who follow them. Your kids are watching constantly. Your kids are learning how to tell the truth and how to lie. Tell them I'm not here. Tell them I'm not here. I remember my, my, my kids when they were running late. I go, you better get home on time. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm, I'm right around the corner. So I finally got smart enough to start asking which corner. Because <laughs> they get there so late. <laughs> Hear me, it's time that we teach our family how to walk with integrity. But not just our family, the people that we work around, people that we go to school with, people that we work next door, people our next door neighbors, that we be a people of our word. It's really amazing how people don't honor their word anymore. I was talking to this musician that I know, and, and uh Cinco de Mayo is a big day for New Mexicans. You know, a lot of people party for Cinco de Mayo. Mexico doesn't even party on Cinco de Mayo. It's not a big day for them. I want you all to know. 16th of September is a big deal for them. That's their 4th of July. That's their big... Cinco de Mayo was a small battle that took place in the city of Puebla, Mexico, which is outside of Mexico City. And, and, and it happened on Cinco de Mayo, and it was all over on the same day. It was just a boom, 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 a skirmish. And, but for New Mexican, or for the uh, United States, because it's too hard for us to say 16 de septiembre, they say Cinco de Mayo, man. Cinco de Mayo, baby. And so, anyway. But he's a musician, and they hire them all over the state to play on Cinco de Mayo. And they showed up at a car dealership that happened to hire them. And when they showed up, the manager goes, what are you doing here? Said, well, we had a contract to play here from this hour to this hour. Say, well, no, we didn't have a contract. We never actually signed the contract. So the manager of the band said, well, you all said you don't sign contract. We don't sign a contract that we don't receive a down payment on. And your company, the car dealership, said, well, we don't give down payments. We're just good for the money. So take us at our word. So they shook on it and said, okay, we take you at your word that you're going to pay us. They showed up and they said, well, we don't have a contract, so we hired another band. And I'm going like, wow, you don't even honor your own word. How can I buy a car from you and know that you're really going to back it up? <laughs> And I thought about all those things, and I was thinking, man, oh, man, oh, man. They don't sign contracts because they don't put down payments, yet 
the band doesn't sign contracts unless you put a down payment, but take us at our word, so they did, and they didn't. <laughs> First Peter chapter 2, verse 12 says, Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they'll see your honorable behavior. See, they saw this band's honorable behavior. They didn't have a written contract, but they showed up because they were told they were going to get paid. And it says, then they'll give honor to God when he judges the world. You see, people are going to be influenced by the way you live. People are going to be influenced by the way you walk and talk and conduct your life. And they're going to say, wow, you could count on their word. You could believe in them. You could stand with them. You could really do it. It's really amazing. It's really powerful. And it's important that we do those things. And it's important that we hold on to those things. And would someone be so kind to get me a bottled water? They didn't put anything up here. And my mouth is like parched. So thank you. One guy, so no one else has to go get one. I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll get one after service. But it, it, it not only pleases God, our integrity also pleases and influences others, but our integrity also blesses us. We get blessed by that. We're blessed by those things. We're blessed when those things take place. When those things happen and we live by integrity, our life is blessed. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 5 and 6, it says the godly are directed by honesty, by integrity. The wicked fall beneath their load of sin. The God, the God, uh, uh, the God, uh, thank you. Godliness of good people rescues them. The ambition of the treacherous people traps them. So it's saying when you live right, you live free. When you live right, God sets you free. And he rescues you. And he empowers you. And he makes you real. And we need to understand that. Because people are constantly watching you. I don't know if people have ever told you at work <laughs> and you call yourself a Christian. If you're telling jokes worse than them. If you're using language worse than them. If you're taking stuff home that doesn't belong to you and it takes and you start taking it home with them. It's important that you live with integrity. It's important that you live right. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 9, it says, People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. The Bible says your sin will find you out. It'll come back. It'll come back to haunt you. It'll come back to, to mess you up. It was like the painter that they hired to, to paint the house and and. He, he, he bid the job wrong, so he kept adding water to the paint, and he watered and watered and, 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 and thinned it down so much that the paint job was horrible. And, and the owner said, I'm not going to pay you for this. He says, 
repaint, repaint, and thin no more. Okay, I, that was, okay, that was really bad, okay? But we're to repent. We're to say, I'm wrong. I'm not going to do it any longer. I'm not going to thin things out like that. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be truthful in the way I live. So if we're really going to do that, it's important that we do it right. So then how do the merciful live with integrity? How, how do we carry it out? Well, first of all, we need to speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth will help you, God. When you went to court and you were going to testify, they used to tell you to put your hand on the Bible and they would have you say, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And they used to say, so help you, God. Now they left out the, so help you, God. But what's really weird is they still put your hand on the Bible. (laughs) That's weird. So I had to testify in court for someone. And when they asked me that, raise your hand. And they said, do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I said, so help me, God. And a few in the courthouse said, amen. And even the judge. And, and I really believe that we need to speak the truth. Now, let me tell you, we need to speak the truth with love. Some people are ugly with the truth. Just because you're going to speak the truth doesn't give you authority to be mean. Haven't you met some mean people? They're mean. And they go, well, the truth always hurts. No, the truth doesn't hurt. The truth helps. The truth heals. The truth restores. The truth makes you stronger. The truth builds you up. The truth makes things right. And we need to speak truth. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 22, it says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. He delights in those with integrity. He delights in those that are speaking the truth and aren't waffling and mixing it all up. The Apostle Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 15, he says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love. He goes, we're not going to be mean, but we're going to speak the truth. And sometimes we have to say some harsh things. Sometimes we have to say some things that correct you, reprove you, and build you back up. But we have to do it in a way that is loving. So he goes, we're going to speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. So if you want to be like Christ, speak the truth. He did all the time. He spoke it, and sometimes people weren't super thrilled with it. Remember when he told Peter, Peter, Satan chooses to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. I've prayed for your conversion because you're going to slip away. You're going to deny me. You're not even going to hold true to the end. But I'm praying for you that you end up true to the end. And Peter messed up and he denied the Lord and he walked away. But Jesus went after him. How many of you know Jesus goes after you when you walk away? He does not give up on you. He goes after his lost sheep and he brings them back. 
See, he speaks truth, and we need to speak truth. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 24, it says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Stay away from it. It's no good. It messes us up. That's why gossip is so contagious. Because people are saying stuff, and they're, they're saying stuff that sometimes you don't want to listen to, but all of a sudden it gets juicy, and you're going, really? I, I don't tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I mean, don't tell me, not tell me. It's like, man, stay away from it. Stay away from it. An, another way that we live with integrity is we need to stand for what's right. We need to stand for what's right. We need to stand up and take a stand for those things that are wrong and for the things that are right and to be able to communicate them. It's amazing the world we live in. Our world is very confused. Our world is really, really confused. And it's time that you and I be bold and speak in love, but be able to bring order back to the crazy chaos that's in this world. People need direction. They don't even need to be beat up, but they need to be loved into the kingdom, guided into the kingdom, directed into the kingdom. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8, it says, we cannot oppose the truth. But we must always stand for the truth. He says, don't fight it. Sometimes we fight it. Sometimes we fight it because we don't like what it's saying about us. Sometimes we fight it because Scripture is powerful. Scripture doesn't contradict, but our problem is this, we pick and choose. Our problem is we, we just pick what we want to and we want to listen to what we want to and we don't hold on to everything that God has to say. And so when God is trying to speak to us, we only like to hear what we want to hear instead of what he wants to tell us. And so then it creates a big, big problem. It's like the guy, I've told you all the story before, that would pick and choose, and he opened the Bible, and he said, God, speak to me. Tell me what you want me to do. He says, Judas hung himself. Oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, okay, Lord, I, I mean, tell me what you really want me to do. So he changed the page, and, and, he, and he goes like that, and it says, go and do thee likewise. Oh my gosh, uh, no, let me, let me change the page. And he changed the page again. And then he went to another scripture and it said, whatever thou doeth, doeth quickly. And it's like, oh my gosh. And he realized, okay, I need to start reading the Bible and I need to start holding on to the Bible and I need to start reading it and keeping it in perspective. See, we can't pick and choose. We need to stand for what's right, believe in what's right, hold on to what's right, thank you, and establish it in such a way that we stand true with the truth and we stand for the truth and we are the truth because the truth is in us. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, he's in us. In the book of James, chapter 4, verse 17, it says, remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. 
Boy, hasn't that ever happened. Haven't you ever read the Bible or you've gone to a sermon and all of a sudden God says to do something and you're like, I don't know if I really want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. Like there's a guy in our church that if people come up to him with juicy gossip and they go, hey, did you hear about Pastor Richard? Oh, no, no, I didn't. But hold on real quick. Hey, Pastor, hey, come here. He wants to say something about you. I didn't mean you to do that. Well, tell it to him if you're going to. Why are you telling me? Boy, that shuts people out real quick. Very few people go to him with gossip because he shuts them down. And he doesn't do it to be mean. He's saying, okay, let's, let's not be talking about people. Let's talk to people. See, we need to stand for what's right, and we need to speak the truth, and we need to do the truth, and we need to carry it out in our life, and we need to make sure that we really carry it out and that we do it the right way. And it's important that we do that. And another thing we need to do if we're really going to be people of integrity is we need to live, we need to live clean, clean lives. I don't mean just clean. When, see, sometimes when, when you're a former um, person that, deals, that was dealing with addiction, when you hear live clean, you mean, yeah, okay, I'm clean, I'm clean. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking even if you've never used alcohol or drugs or none of those things, it's saying to live a clean life, a life that is pleasing before God, a life that is pure before God, a life that is right standing before God. In the book of Philippians, the apostle Paul writes this in chapter 2, verse 15. He says, so that no one can criticize you, Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Shining bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So he's saying, look, man, so people can't criticize you. If you live right, they don't have anything to say. They go, I I did a funeral just the other day, last week. And everyone that got up and spoke, said, that guy never spoke ill of anyone. He never got into people's business. He never started any kind of rumors or was involved in any kind of rumors. He did not participate in gossip. He stayed in his lane, and he lived right. What are they going to say when you die? Ugh. Telegraph, tell a woman. Telegraph, tell a man. Telegraph, tell them. Are you with me? It's like, what are they going to say? Are they going to say you were a man and woman of integrity? Or are they going to say that you were, oh, she was such a nice lady. She just got into everyone's business. He was such an awesome dude, but always, golly, me totero to the max. Just a busybody. Why, why do we do those things and said, live clean, innocent lives? Live clean, and that way nobody could criticize you. Can you imagine being criticized? I know somebody that did. I know this guy that was with this lady, and she just said, I don't think I could be with you anymore because you're just too Christian. Can you imagine 
Some of you are begging for a Christian man, and this guy, he was too Christian for her. It's like, man, what's wrong with us? What, what is wrong with us? He's saying, live clean lives, innocent lives, and that way you won't get criticized. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 6, it says, better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and rich. Look, don't raise your hand, but all of us probably know some rich person that's dishonest. And when people go, man, that dude, that lady is really rich. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know how she got it. You don't know everyone she's messed over. You don't know how crooked she is. You don't know he's selling and she's dealing and, the, and, the, and, and on and on and on. Man, even if you don't have the wealth and riches of the world, you and I are wealthy in the Lord when you live with integrity. When you live with integrity. In the book of Psalms 101, verse 2 and 3, this is what it says there. It says, I will be careful to live a blameless life. A blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. It's got to start in our home, guys. Because our family, our husband or our wife, our son or our daughter, our father or our mother, they want to believe us. They want to believe you. But step up and do it right. Live a blameless life. And he goes, I will lead a life of integrity in my own home, and I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. So pick your crowd wisely. In 2 Corinthians, it says, man, that we're corrupted by the world. We need to stay away from it. I have a saying that says, if you hang around the goats too long, you start smelling like them. It's time to do a smell check. Do you smell like the lambs or like the goats? Like the sheep of God's flock? Or like the goats of the devils. Man, we need to live right. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, By his divine power, by God's divine power, by his power, God has given us everything we need to do what? For living a godly life. So quit saying, well, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yes, you can. He's given us everything we need. And we have received all of this by coming to know Jesus. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So God is saying, you know what? I've called you. I put a calling on your life. I've put an anointing on your life. And I want to use you for my glory. So we need to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're doing it. And thank you that you want to do it through us. Have you ever really thought about that? That God wants to use you and you know your life. I know the dumb things I've done in life. And I've asked for forgiveness. But to really realize that God really does forgive me and he chooses to use me 
in spite of who I've been in the past? Wow, God, glory to your name that I really would do it right and that you and I would do it right and that we would do it in a way that pleases God and brings glory to his name. So today, we want to take time to really examine our hearts. We want to take time to really look deep into our heart. And we need to say, okay, God, what is it that you're calling me to do? What is it you're calling me to say? What is it that you're calling me? And how are you calling me to walk? That, Lord, I would do it in such a manner that God brings glory to your name. That I would do it in such a manner that, God, my word is true. That, Lord, you're pleased with the way I live. That others are impacted and influenced by the way I live. And that, Lord, my life will be blessed by the way I live. That, Lord, you will take me to a whole new level of living. That, God, my husband will believe me. My wife will believe me. My son and daughter will believe me. My father and mother will believe me. My brother and sister will believe me. Because we will be people of truth. We will be people that walk in the light of the Lord. We'll be people that illuminate every room we walk into. That when we walk in a room, they're going to say, wow, a man of God just came in here. A woman of God just came in here. That they would know it, feel it, experience it, and experience that power. So I don't know where you are. I don't know if you even know Jesus. Because it says right there, he, through his power, will give us everything we need. But to those who have received him, have received him. So if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, and you want to do that today, raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor, pray for me. Because I really need to reach out to the Lord today. He's reaching out to me. Anybody want to say that prayer today? Well, then I want to just pray for us. I pray that we lay down those things that are wrong in our life. I pray that we lay down those things that are not upright that we've been fudging at that we've been walking crooked with that we've been walking in a manner that is not pleasing to God and that we say God forgive me because I've lost my integrity I've lost my integrity Lord with you because I've lied through my teeth with you Lord I haven't been a man of faith I haven't been a woman of faith I've just been faking it when Lord I really want to really be genuine God, people around me are not impacted. They're not, even, they're not even impressed. Lord, I pray that, Lord, your light would shine through me. And maybe you're questioning your own self. You're wondering why God doesn't bless you. And it might be because there's some areas of your life that he's been asking you to clean out and to really confront. And you just want to continue to ignore but today, it's no longer room for ignoring them, but confronting them and saying, okay, God, here I am. I stand clean before you. So would you stand with us? And if you want prayer and need prayer, I encourage you to come up. There's people that will pray with you. There's people that will stand with you. There's people that love you and want to encourage you. Make your way up and there'll people, be people to pray with you and to just encourage you. 
And maybe you just need to release some anxiety that has nothing to do with your integrity. You're just overwhelmed by life. You're overwhelmed by things that you've been facing and things you've been going through. And today God is saying, I want to raise you up. So as we sing this song, please feel free to come up. Sing it out to the Lord. Say thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing. We bless you. Sing it with us, would you? Go before the Lord in prayer this morning. For your prayer partner, we ask you if you want to make your way forward. If you need prayer, you just ask even the person next to you. Will you pray with me? We declare this tonight or this morning together. Amen. Even when. Sing it together. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when, come on, you're working. Stop, you never stop. We have prayer partners ready to pray right now. Come on and sing it. Stop, come on, Kristen, sing it. Even when I don't see it, come on. Even when I don't feel it, come on. Allow him to do a work in your life right now. That's right, you can make your way up to pray. Even when I don't see it, you work. Even when I don't feel it, you work it. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you work. Even when I don't feel it, you work it. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, and I know right now some of you are thinking there's no way out of this situation but I'm telling you God does the impossible when you think everything is over God says finally you let it go and you're letting me he's a miracle worker he's a promise keeper 
He will watch over you. He will take care of you. So, Father, I, I don't know what anyone here is facing, but you know every detail. Whether they're in this room or watching online, I pray that you meet every need that is before every person. Put a shield about us. Lord, guard our heart from this perverse generation. Guard our mind that we walk in integrity. Guard our life that our testimony will bring glory to you. We thank you, Lord, and we pray in Christ's glorious name. Amen. I understand they gave out communion when you came in. If you have communion, it's not till next week. So if you could just turn it in back when you give it to the usher on the way out. And we'll, we'll be doing communion next Sunday. God bless you. Don't forget, next Sunday's Mother's Day. We hope you're here.